You're listening to Cobs and Spikes, a podcast from the International Maize Wheat Improvement Center, CIMIT. I'm your host, Mary Donovan. This is a space where we break down complex science into bite-sized, audio-rich explainers. We have real conversations with experts from around the world who are innovating in the fields of agriculture, food security, and nutrition. And we listen to stories that link CIMIT's research with real-world applications. If not practiced sustainably, agriculture can have a toll on the environment, produce greenhouse gases, and contribute to climate change. However, sustainable farming methods can do the opposite. Increase resilience to climate change, protect biodiversity, and sustainably use natural resources. One of these methods is conservation agriculture. Conservation agriculture conserves natural resources, biodiversity, and labor. It increases available soil water, reduces heat and drought stress, and builds up soil health in the long term. I spoke to an expert on conservation agriculture, Simon Fontaine. I'm a cropping systems agronomist working at CIMIT, based in Mexico, and I'm in charge of coordinating the research that we are doing in collaboration with national partners in Mexico and across Latin America. Conservation agriculture is um, a cropping system based on three general components. So the first one is to reduce tillage to a minimum to conserve the soil. The second one is to always have a, a cover on the soil, so it can be uh, residues, can be a living crop. And the third one is crop diversification, so not growing the same crop over and over again, but growing Uh, rotations or growing intercrops. Conservation agriculture helps farmers to maintain and boost yields and increase profits while reversing land degradation, protecting the environment, and responding to growing challenges of climate change. To reduce soil disturbance, farmers reduce tillage, which allows direct planting without plowing or preparing the soil. The farmer seeds directly through surface residues of the previous crop. Zero tillage is combined with intercropping and crop rotation, which means either growing two or more crops at the same time on the same piece of land, or growing two different crops on the same land in a sequential manner. These are also core principles of sustainable intensification. So how are conservation agriculture and sustainable intensification different? They aim for the same goals. However, sustainable intensification is a process to increase agriculture yields without adverse impacts on the environment, taking the whole ecosystem into consideration. Conservation agriculture practices lead to or enable sustainable intensification. There are many benefits of conservation agriculture. Zero tillage farming with residue cover saves irrigation water gradually increases soil organic matter, and suppresses weeds. It reduces costs of machinery, fuel, and time associated with tilling. Leaving the soil undisturbed increases water infiltration, holds soil moisture, and helps to prevent topsoil erosion. Conservation agriculture enhances water intake that allows for more stable yields in the midst of weather extremes exacerbated by climate change. 
the most important benefit is that you conserve your soil and improve it. So when you do tillage, you invert the soil, you will be degrading its structure, you will be losing organic matter, you will be exposing it to erosion by wind, water, and that will, on the long term, degrade your soil. So if we apply conservation agriculture, we will halt the degradation of the soil, we will slowly improve organic matter contents, we will quickly improve the, the structure of the soil so we'll have more life in the soil, we'll have more water, we'll have more nutrients, and this will help us, especially in the rain-fed conditions, to have a higher yield and be able to farm in the long term. However, farmers can face challenges in applying these methods. Wetlands or soils with poor drainage can make adoption challenging. When crop residues are limited, farmers tend to use them for fodder first, so there may not be enough residues for the soil cover. To initiate conservation agriculture, appropriate seeders are necessary, and these may not be available or affordable to all farmers. Conservation agriculture is also knowledge-intensive, and not all farmers may have access to the knowledge and training required and how to practice this method of farming. Finally, conservation agriculture increases yields over time, but farmers may not see yield benefits immediately. Sometimes it takes uh, a couple of years of trying out and to make it work, especially in regions with um, a low productivity. So if we have a long dry season, there's a lot of demand for residues. It makes it hard to maintain a crop cover. There we need to do quite some work to make conservation agriculture work. But in general, it's quite successful in almost all the regions that we have been working in. Innovations, adapted research, and new technologies are helping farmers to overcome these challenges and facilitate the adoption of conservation agriculture. The term conservation agriculture was coined in the 1990s, but the idea to minimize soil disturbance has its origins in the 1930s, during the Dust Bowl in the United States of America. CIMIT pioneered no-till training programs and trials in the 1970s in maize and wheat systems in Latin America. In the 1980s, this technique was also used in agronomy projects in South Asia. CIMIT began work with conservation agriculture in Latin America and South Asia in the 1990s, and in Africa in the early 2000s. Today, these efforts have been scaled up, and conservation agriculture principles have been incorporated into projects such as CISA, FACACI, Masagro, Simlesa, and Surfacy. More information on these projects can be found on our website, simit.org. In the Masagro project and the other projects that we are implementing in Mexico that follow the same uh, structure, we have installed about 60 research platforms across the country, so we are trying to adapt the broad components of conservation agriculture to the local conditions. So Mexico is one of the most diverse countries in the world, so we have almost all the uh, production systems imaginable. And in all those types of production systems, we are doing research to adapt uh, conservation agriculture to the local conditions. For example, in the north of Mexico, in Sinaloa, uh, there we will be working in irrigated conditions, very high yields, 12, 15 tons per hectare of maize. And there uh, we can 
drastically reduce the production costs, although the yields don't vary much. But for the farmers, this is uh, generating a higher profit. We're also working in the most traditional systems of Mexico, for example, in the milpa systems of Yucatan, where farmers um, traditionally burn their fields every every year. So actually, they already do crop diversification and they don't do any tillage. So if they can maintain a crop cover, it's also conservation agriculture. And there we've seen, especially in this year, which uh, had, had severe droughts, that while we were in the plots where we did not burn, we had much higher uh, plant growth and we expect to have a much higher yield at the end of this growing season. The rates in which farmers are adopting conservation agriculture are growing across the planet. In the 2015-2016 season, conservation agriculture was practiced on about 180 mega hectares of cropland globally, about 12.5% of the total global cropland, 69% more than in the 2008-2009 season. One common question is, is conservation agriculture organic? Conservation agriculture and organic farming both maintain a balance between agriculture and resources, use crop rotation, and protect the soil's organic matter. However, the main difference between these two types of farming is that organic farmers use a plow or soil tillage, where farmers who practice conservation agriculture use natural principles and do not till the soil. Organic farmers apply tillage to remove weeds without using inorganic fertilizers. Conservation agriculture farmers use a permanent soil cover and plant seeds through this layer. They may initially use inorganic fertilizers to manage weeds, especially in soils with low fertility. Over time, the use of agrochemicals may be reduced or slowly phased out. In addition, conservation agriculture and climate-smart agriculture are also slightly different. Their practices are similar, but their purposes are distinct. Conservation agriculture aims to sustainably intensify smallholder farming systems and have a positive effect on the environment using natural processes. It helps farmers to adapt to and increase profits in spite of climate risks. Climate-smart agriculture aims to adapt to and mitigate the effects of climate change by sequestering soil carbon and reducing greenhouse gas emissions. It increases productivity and profitability of farming systems to ensure farmers' livelihoods and food security in a changing climate. Conservation agriculture systems can be considered climate-smart as they deliver on the objectives of climate-smart agriculture. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cobs and Spikes. You can subscribe by searching for Cobs and Spikes on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. In our next episode, we're going to learn about a success story, fighting maize lethal necrosis.